<laughs> that was good. This is all really does not roll off the tongue, but you got to do what you got to do, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's been like three weeks since we last potted, but it fucking feels like actual years have gone by. What's up? Yeah, dude? just the, the routine is just so topsy turvy when there's not the pod. The pod like grounds me every week. Really, really does. Sleeping my, in on weekends, like, like I don't know what's going on. Yeah, it's just like my release. Now I'm just all pent up, pent up rage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So <laughs> for those who were not around during the Euros, we shared a team and potted like the day before every match day begins, and we're just doing the same shit for World Cup. So we're sharing a team. We're potting tonight. It's Sunday. We're in a pot again on Tuesday for groups E through H. Today is A through D. And then we'll just pod the day before every match day begins going forward and just fucking go nuts. Here we are. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, so today we're just, like I said, we're going to just bang out A through D and just go over some rules and some chips and just get into it. Like, I'm so, I feel like I'm so out of the loop. I haven't looked at anything in a while. And then today was like big time tinker day. Yeah, no, but it's great. I mean, Slack's starting to pick up. Yeah, People yeah, are putting yeah. rate my teams up and everyone's starting to talk about it. I mean, we're about three, four days away from the, that fantastic first tie. <laughs> best first tie in World Cup. I love how bad world. it is. Like, it's, it's the so shittiest ever game you could ever imagine. But yeah, I don't know. That just confirms how like crazy we all are, you know? That like there's not yeah. even a milliseconds thought into whether I'm watching that or not watching that. I'm obviously oh, yeah. watching. Oh, yeah. Definitely going to watch. So, okay, so let's just do the rules quick before we start into Group A, or okay. AKA, or Group Uruguay. But <laughs> the main difference between FPL and this game, I guess, number one is that you can rotate captains, so it's more like the Fantasy Champions League game, if any of your listeners have played that, where you can switch your, rotate your captain from day one to day two to day three within each match day, so... When building your team, it's really important to not, you know, stack too many heavy hitters on teams that play on the same group or the same team themselves. Like having Mbappe and Griezmann's not a good place to put your money because you can only captain one, and you really want to have captaincy options spread through. Yeah, exactly. Rotating your captaincy is, I don't know, it's just the best way to ensure that you get points. So if you land something, you can just stick, and if not, you can move. And we all know how important captaincy is in FPL, so... Getting more chances at hitting a captain is just like so essential. I actually yeah, love and, it. What's that? I said I actually love it. I think it's great. It kind of mitigates the lucky random factor of captaincy in FPL by letting you spread it out a little bit. Yeah, and it definitely favors those of us who plan a little bit more when they build your team when we build our teams, you know. Um I think what do we normally sit on like around nine points? We kind of stick. It's yeah. a little tough. It's tougher on group stage when you have so many chances that you want to try and hit like a triple return, but nine's pretty good. Like if you had a double return on captain, that's pretty safe, pretty good. I mean, the upside of going from nine to 13 seems a little tougher to hit, whereas you could go like nine to two if you get fucked at the yeah, end. Yeah, nine to know. two is just brutal. Yeah, you, that's, that's a big swing. So there's also no bonus points, so it's just straight points for the returns and all that shit. Um, one other big difference from this World Cup from last Fantasy World Cup is last Fantasy World Cup, they had one point for five, every five recovered balls. So it gave midfielders and defenders like a lot of extra points. You'd see some defenders would get maybe like 10 or 10 hit if they hit the 10 recovered ball mark and on a clean sheet, you know, that's already eight. If they get a return, defenders were routinely higher scoring than forwards and midfielders. So. It should be a little bit more even and balanced this time, um, where there isn't the recovered ball points. But 
Other than that, I mean, no bonus points. Everything else is the same. Subtle difference where you get, what do you get, two points if you draw a penalty instead of just the assist if it's slotted. So it doesn't matter if it's slotted or not. You get points if you draw it anyway. I think they're not counting if it's a handball, but that, that's pretty much it, I think. Yeah, the and, there's a, and I don't know, the the wording on the assist ruling is a little weird. Like, assists will be credited, credited to a player on basis of official statistics, which is not how FPL does it. You know, there's yeah. not their, like, bullshit, Re- like, rebound, rebound assists or, like, pass to a guy who then makes a 30-yard solo run score assist. So they're probably just going to be less assists overall. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, there aren't, the FPL towers don't, aren't influenced here. So this is yeah, like an just actual FIFA. They're not, they're not yeah. corrupt at all. No, not corrupt FIFA organizations. collaboration. Yeah, not corrupt organizations always have the consumer in mind and the customer in mind. <laughs> so everything's going to be by the book and straightforward. It'll be so great. Yeah, exactly. It's funny, actually, off topic, I was looking at just odds of like teams advancing from the group stage to knockout, and Russia is like pretty favored to go through. And I was like, is that Vegas setting a line with like naughtiness Russian government tinkering involved there? Like, they, they should not be favorites, right? No, I mean the fix is definitely in. Just, they're they're going to get they're going to get through somehow. Yeah, that just sketched me out. I was like, "There's something going on there. They're yeah, bad. I don't know. They're really bad." But Saudi Arabia and Egypt are also bad. So I don't know. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that's then the other other thing we have the two chips, right? There's the we have a wild card, but there's also like a bench boost chip, which we're familiar with, and then also a max captain chip, which is sick. Which yeah. So tell what's what is that? You get. You oh, just automatically it. the highest scoring player from your final eleven is your captain. So like the yeah. captain will not go into effect basically until all of your eleven is played and the match day is over and then that happens. So you have to activate so you, it before the week starts. So you know. Like so you basically day. yeah. So you basically just throw it out the window and you know whoever the highest score is going to get you're going to get double that point. So I'm really torn if that's going to be better played during group when you have war- shittier teams in. Or if it's going to be better during the later stages because you're going to have it's going to be more difficult to see where you're going to get your points. Yeah, I think it's definitely better later stages because you think, uh, for those who don't know, when the teams when the team pool gets smaller, you get max higher amount per team on your team. So there's like it gets to a stage where you just have like six players on Spain and five players on Germany and like blah blah, blah. and like I feel like. Getting a max cap out of that group of random players, that's where you hit like a fucking wow. left back scoring a goal that you would never ever captain and you just fly. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, like, it's kind of now that you're mentioning it like this, I didn't really think about it. Like, for the finals of the Champions League, I had a captain on Salah, but I'm like, I had six Liverpool players and five players on Realm. Like, you know, three or four of the other players hit. Returns and I was like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, like what? What can you do there when you have <laughs> yeah. just like five players from each team? It's just like, yeah. it's completely okay. random. That's a good call. Versus That's group call. stage, you're just rotating between like superstar forward to superstar forward. Like you'll probably hit most weeks. Yeah, good job by you. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm there. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um. Yeah, I think that's basically it for rules, right? Yeah, prices are the prices are I guess a big difference too. They don't change until the entire group stage is over, right? Yeah, I mean they didn't change. I don't. Yeah, I, it's that's like I can't even think about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just, just yeah. talking. No, I know it's, but it was like they didn't. I don't remember if they even did price changes last World Cup fantasy, and then this year in Champions League, it was like the dumbest, most arbitrary thing ever. They were just like randomly put 
someone like point four up and randomly drop someone point two. It just had there was no rhyme or reason. I don't know. That seems bad. I don't know. How, yeah, it seems dumb. I don't know how they're going to do it. But anyway, <laughs> let's get into the teams because this is kind of annoying and dumb. So, yeah, preseason. We're just gonna bang these out. I don't know. It's it's a weird thing because there's so many bad teams. But so, yeah, Group A. You mentioned it's just Group Uruguay. It's the fucking worst group I've ever seen in any competition. <laughs> it's a joke. It's an absolute fucking <laughs> joke. It is, especially with Salah hurt. Like that makes it so much worse. So like, yeah, I mean, Uruguay will obviously walk the group. So a couple things that's just tricky about it is when I'm looking at teams is like. Sometimes it's good to wild card during group, but then sometimes it's nice to have your wild card when the teams start getting eliminated because then you're not like having to keep bad players and take hits or transfer out just because they got eliminated, like using it then. But team like Uruguay, when you know they're going to be on six points going to the game week three, like they're going to just probably play B team. So like if you go heavy on these teams, I'm like a little concerned that you're going to get really fucked at. That match day three. Match day three. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. Also, it might be a good time to wild card match day three when yeah, you like, that might, yeah. don't you get rid of like Spain and Uruguay or whoever's on six points and automatically first seed. And there will be a few of those teams for sure. The only yeah, the only problem with that is then I mean we get extra budget and transfers, but it's not like we have a free wild card. Then we're not going to have players on the really good teams that had six points going to match day three when that goes. No, to the no, court, you the, do get a free wild card. Oh, do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get a wild yeah. card in between group and um, knockout. Oh, yeah. All right. That's fantastic. Yeah. Right. So, so that's, that's, that's cool. So that like saves you from everything. Yeah. So, I mean, Uruguay, obviously, we have Cavani and Suarez up top, both really good options. They're both at a premium. Cavani 9 5, Suarez 10 5. Yep. Um, I mean, midfield, I don't really know a ton about their midfield. But, like Vecino, I think is decent. I've read a bunch about them, and it seems like a lot of these guys are like really highly rated young prospects. Betancourt, Nandez, Torreira, Vecino are probably all vying to start, um, but none of them are like offer any attacking prowess at all. Like they're all just like ball winners, good on the ball, possession, linking midfield to forward, and. There's another. There's a third forward listed who's kind of my like early soup du jour. Um, I don't even know how to say his name. Georgian Aros Campoya. Yeah, exactly. Aros Campoya. Like he's probably the number ten. So unfortunately, the way that FIFA made the game, like there's so few actually attacking midfielders. Like most of the midfielders in the game are just like center mids DMs. and defensive yeah. mids. So. He's not an option because he's listed as a forward. So none of these guys are really options for me. I mean, they're just, they're cheap. Like five is good for Betancourt, who's nailed and seems like their best central midfielder, but like he's not going to get returns probably. So it's not great. Yeah. Yeah, So, I mean, I think we're touching on it now, but a theme that we've kind of found as we've been tinkering and looking at the prices, midfield is an absolute shit show. I mean, the mid price, mid out, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the mid-price midfielders, like with Euros, for example, we had players like Grosicki or Lalic or, you know, I, there were there were a lot of a lot of mid-price midfield value in the Euro game, and there yeah. was the same with last week. This year, so there's like a very small handful of premium players, like 8 million and over, and then there's just a bunch of shitty 7-5s who are like maybe the best player on really bad teams, which isn't really where you want to be. And then there are just DMs and 
like non-nailed wingers at like six five and below. So normally with a squad game when you can sub, we usually really like having a deep deep team where you could potentially get returns from everyone. But it's really hard to justify having a six like when we get to like Argentina, like they have Lo Celso, he's like six million. He's on a good team, but he's still kind of DM a little more box to box. But I mean, the odds of him returning are so so slim. Is, I, Versus like, do you Godin, think how- who's five five, and um, Uruguay in the worst fucking group ever. Like he's he's like almost nailed for two clean sheets, arguably three clean sheets. Like they should just clean up that group. So it's just and uh, yeah, I mean, we're just in total agreement there. And the midfielders are so fucking bad. Yeah, so I mean, putting a couple premiums in there probably got to spend your money somewhere, and you know there's yeah. good captaincy options, but you know maybe you'll find a six or seven million. Like there's some dude on Morocco who I've seen in Hijad or some shit I've seen in some teams, and like the dude on Sweden, Forsberg's classy, yeah. but he, you know, on Morocco, he's fucking Ziyech, yeah. yeah, he's but he's like, seven, four, and it's just like. Yeah, he's on pens and yeah, his stats and his chances created and assists. Like, I know he's a fucking god. Like, he's amazing. But, like, he's playing Spain and Portugal two of the three games. games, Spain and Portugal. It's just like, how many goals is Morocco going to score? Like, yeah, so midfield's tough. I mean, there are a few names and we'll hit them when we get there and like the seven million and under who we like a little bit more than others. But in general, we're, we're looking at four or five midfielders for like, Probably our fourth and fifth guys. We'll we'll see. But yeah. yeah. Anyway, back to Uruguay. So Uruguay, not tangent, much but, there in terms of midfielder. Yeah, not much. I mean, yeah. Suarez and Cavani. I think it's pretty unjustifiable to have a team without one or the two of the or the other of Suarez and Cavani, just because the group is so easy. Not only that, but also like having that captaincy option on the first day with, with such an explosivity. Like when there's really not another premium team playing. I guess Spain is, but yeah, well, Ronaldo and then Spain as well. But they play each other match day one, which doesn't feel great. And then moving forward, I mean, Uruguay's teams in that group are still so much worse than Iran and Morocco. Like, they're at least organized buses. Like, Russia and Saudi Arabia are just, I don't know, they're just bad. So, and we'll get to Spain later, but they don't have someone like Suarez or Cavani. Like, they're, they're so much more tiki taka, anyone could score. Pack the midfield, control the ball. Like they might not even play a, a, a center forward. They might go false nine. Like, and Portugal, other than Ronaldo, don't really have. I mean, Adrian, Adrian Silva maybe, but there's no one like Suarez and Cavani in with such good fixtures on that first day, who just play attacking football. Also, where Portugal is just a fucking bus nightmare. So, yeah, I, I think I agree. I mean, they were probably the first names in the team sheet, right? Yeah, Swiss, yeah, I mean, we have Suarez, Godin, and, Godin, and Musler, the goalie, but Godin looks good. I mean, he's always a threat on set pieces. Yep. Honestly, he's a captaincy option, too. I mean, if you get there, I feel like so many goals from center backs in the World Cup, like just inorganized, I mean, unorganized teams and not defending well. And these guys just get head, they just get them. And I, I mean, if you hit. A clean sheet and a goal on your captain from a defender, which I remember doing many times in last World Cup. Like, yeah, you fly. Char it's just so many and points. shit like that. I remember. Yeah, Shar had fifteen. We hit him on a captain once. Like Thiago Silva, I think, hit him on a captain yeah. clean once. And yeah, I mean, I think either wrong. Yeah, we should preface this. I mean, a lot of people probably have not played like fantasy Euros or fantasy World Cup, but. 
the football is shit. <laughs> you know, like we have to get that out there. Like, do not go in expecting like Manchester City, like Barcelona, Real Madrid levels of football because it's not going to happen. Like, there's it's so much scrappier in international play. The teams are so much like like less drilled and less comfortable playing together, and and everyone's holding their fucking sphincters tight for nil nils and just cleans are the way to go forward in tournaments. And there's so many of those, like, like you said, like defender goals, set piece goals, like weird fluky deflected goals, nil nils, one nils. Like it's just a scrappy affair always. Yeah. I I just think that whereas an FPL captaining a a defender is anathema, I, I think that it's a very realistic option. I mean, something we'll get to, like when we talk about Brazil, they're playing Switzerland the first, the first day and, hard to imagine they're going to score more than two there so you know if you have a Marcelo and Coutinho or Marcelo and Jesus captaining Marcelo is not a crazy thing at all I mean if he gets an he get an assist and a clean you know sit on nine I mean he shoots sometimes it's it's not crazy to do that kind of thing in this game especially when you can rotate captains the rotation that's what makes it really key because yeah obviously if a defender doesn't keep a clean which is often not in their hands and it's a two-pointer it's a nightmare that's another reason why you never would captain them in FPL, but in this you just swap it. No big deal. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I mean, especially with center backs, a little more so than fullbacks because, you know, goals are six, assists are three. But if you captain a center back and they get a clean and a goal, I, I mean, that's a hat trick. Like you're absolutely flying if you hit that. So, man, that would be that very nice thing to hit. But yeah, Suarez yeah. on pens and just. World class legend genius that we just both love him, so it's easy, yeah. easy pick. Yeah, and then I mean Varela X Man U, or I don't know, is he even on their books still? I have no idea. I don't but think so. Yeah. He's four five. Yeah. He might play. I don't think he's a hundred percent nailed. I'm not. He. Didn't, I don't think he played their last friendly. But at four five, for you know, I mean, he if he plays, he's by far the best four five defender in the game. But. That's it. I think it's still an if. So he's a little sketch. I mean, we we plumped the extra million for Godin. Yeah. How do you say his name? He's not French. I, I always say Godin. Godin. I yeah. wish it was spelled G O D E E N. There's probably like an accent on the I, but I'm not really sure. We should have got pronunciation specialists in here, but yeah, Varela. I think he's nailed. It seems like he's nailed, but there's also Pereira vying for the spot, and then at left back, it's that Caseras always injured. Seems sort of nailed, but they have a midfielder incorrectly classed as a midfielder, Laxalt, who I've seen a lot of people think that he's yeah, going to start yeah. at left back. So I don't know. I mean, because the center back partnership is just so fucking good, and the fixtures are so fucking good that it's just like there's got to be cleans there. Yeah, and it's also like I always feel, especially because the games are so thick and fast, like even though there's someone on the fullback position who's nailed, you know, playing three games in two weeks for any fullback is tough. So it's brutal, brutal, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, with an eye towards like the future and match day three, like you obviously don't want to spend transfers in defense. And, you know, going for the center back when you can feels pretty decent. Yeah. But I mean, Godin is so good. So, yeah, you know, I, I think it's him. him and yeah. if you want to roll the dice on Varela, if you think he's going to start for sure, that's a good shout. But yeah, and then the I goalie. Think, we have, we've had the goalie in for a while. So yeah, it's the same kind of thing. It's just like it's the fixtures and it's 5 5. Yeah. I mean, when you sort by all the teams, like there's not many good 5 5s out there. They're all kind of, they have their warts, they have 
so-so fixtures. They're not that good players, whatever. He seems like by far the standout 5-5 to me. Yeah, him. I mean, I guess Pickford's a pretty good shout, even though he's a tough third game. Because that's, I mean, England. That's the thing. But like, Uruguay just doesn't have that. Yeah, they have no. They have no tough anything. game, and there's yeah, no there's no other five five who's even. I mean, Subasic is nailed, but Nigeria, Argentina, and even Iceland is just. <laughs> yeah, those are all tough. Games. Those are all pretty I mean, tough. Yeah. Like that that group's kind of a toss up. So it's just getting five five for just potentially three clean sheets is just out of control. Good. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think probably minimum two Uruguay for everyone should be yeah, what you're so. thinking. I mean, one of the strikers and then a defender. Yeah. If you know, so. if you if you are as high on them as we are, you know, maybe you stick a third in. But I like Uruguay. I like their team. I always I always like them. I like their kits. I think they're cool. I'm 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 a fan. Yeah, I'm into them as well. Um, um, so the rest of Group A, I mean, it's a bunch of budget fodder. So one thing I've also seen is the first day, right? We have like the Russia Saudi Arabia game. That's a free roll for captain, basically. So I've seen a lot of teams with Akinfeyev in it, which Ugh. initially I'm like, that is the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my life. But you can also look on the other side. It's like, okay, obviously the World Cup's going to be fixed, so Russia's going to be like getting things. So then I'm like, <laughs> if he keeps a clean and makes like six saves, I mean, I guess that's still like eight points. You're still twisting off that. I don't know. I mean, if he saves a pen, like there's some insane doomsday scenario where he has like 12 points and you captain him for fucking lols and you just stick with him for the whole game. Like, I, mean, yeah, I mean, but it's you a could free just do that role. with any Russian player, right? Yeah, you could, but I mean, he's cheap and like shitty ass and like he's at least going to be in the he's mix. So like bad. maybe you, you go for a center back, they're cheap too. If you get a goal and a clean from the center back, I, do you think that's worth it wasting a spot on like the worst team in the entire tournament to free roll a captain there? Because they think so. Because all of their actual attacking players, albeit their garbage, are still like eight million. So I don't want any of them because that's just like throwing money away, in my opinion. So yeah, I'd probably get like if I was gonna do that, I'd probably do a center back, just like a four five nailed center back, just yeah. I don't know. You can you can live with four good defenders and one bad one, I think. Versus like yeah. I don't know. I'd rather spend like our goalie situation is Muslera, who's five five, and Uzoho on Nigeria, who's a teenager and likely starting, and he's four zero. Like I'd rather do that every time. I think. Yeah. Than Ugh, spend I an wish. extra million on fucking I can, I can. How much is he? He's five mil. Oh, that's fucking bonkers. I thought he was four or five. No, he can't be four or five. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like because it's a fix and because they're the host country, they're they're all their players are like a million too expensive. Fix is small of eight million. Like get out of here. Zuba eight million. Samadov seven five. Like what is this? Like I hate that fucking Muslera plays before our shitty ass Nigerian keeper so much though because it's so much nicer to have your shitty guy go first. Yeah, just because in case, you like, get to start him also. Which yeah, is just you fun. get to you, you put him in and then you're like, oh okay, well our good guy goes. Well, maybe maybe it'll you know maybe we'll go there. Maybe we'll go to Russian yeah, we'll, cap. Yeah, we'll have to talk about or that. Or Saudi we'll, Arabian we'll, cap. Fuck Russia. Saudi Arabia goalie captain. That's actual <laughs> better. It's geez, 0.5 cheaper, and it's a complete joke toss-up. I'd much rather <laughs> captain someone from Saudi Arabia than Russia, I think. Saudi Arabia keep your Almo Asylum. Like, let's find a 4-5 nailed Saudi Arabian midfielder and cap him day one. I think that's great. That's actually great, I think. That's better than capping, like, fucking Russian goalie who's just 
trash and a waste of money. Who is the who is the dude I was just talking about? Aldous Aldous. We're gonna do this. He headbutted a referee. I like him a lot, dude. He's got a lot of potential. He's five. Maybe we'll. I mean, we have to have someone in the first game. Yeah, we need someone in the first game. All right. Well, we'll stick him in there at some point. We have to. We'll pick someone. But anyway, Saudi Arabia. They're terrible. Egypt. Salah's not going to play the first game. I mean, I'm seeing a lot of um, Hagazis. He's pretty cheap. That's reasonable. I mean, they could keep one or two cleans in the group for sure. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I don't. Hate yeah, I, I don't. I don't. I don't hate that at all for the four or five they're, shout. They're probably going to advance. That's what most people are kind of going consensus is that Egypt will finish second in the group. Yeah, I think Russia's going to get out. I, I really think the fix is in. I think it's going to happen. Yeah, I, it, I, there's a reason they're favored by the books, and I think a lot large part of that is Salah out for game one. But if Salah is actually fit. For Russia and Saudi Arabia, then Egypt should be favored in both of those, and that would get yeah. them through. But yeah, I don't know. They have like Trezeguet and shit. They have like some guys. Yeah, I, yeah, that's true. I don't know. I don't they have, dude, they have some guys. Like they have some. They have some men. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Um, so that's about it for Group A. There's not much more to There's say. There's not much that. else to say. There's a, so much trash there. I just want to yeah. reemphasize Arasqueta, Arroz con Pollo. On uh, on Uruguay, if you're going with like a cheap third striker, a budget third striker, if you're going that sort of formation, like he's on all the set pieces, he's five five, he's their number ten, scores goals, late runs, like I I love him so. Yeah, shut that. This, this is the first I'm hearing of him, so I'm gonna I'm gonna abstain from this. this yeah, it's just but. soup. It's just soup talk. You know, yeah, tomorrow yeah. I'll have a new soup. That's just my yeah. life. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. Tinder. I mean, I'm just like swiping all of these soups. <laughs> like, yeah, like, like, uh, yeah. Yo, you didn't score a game like one dislike, dislike, yeah, unmatch. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so Group B, we have a couple significant teams: Spain, Portugal, and then a couple teams that are also decent. Just really got fucking ass fucked with this Morocco and Iran. Draw. Yeah. Morocco. I mean, we both were into Morocco going before the draw. Yeah, because um, they have a really good record in qualifying, and they're organized, and thought they'd be a good, good little cheap defense. But I mean, playing Spain and Portugal is tough, tough to ask for. Them, but. Yeah, they have like so many gem guys that like you know the whole like stats community is obsessed with and all that kind of shit. But that yeah, the fixtures are so bad. Yeah. Um, so what are you what are you seeing out of this group? Well, let's just start with Spain because. Okay. In a lot of people's minds, they're favorites to win the tournament. Like they're obviously incredible and a lot to choose from. But like I was kind of saying before, when we were when we were comparing like captaincy with Uruguay and stuff, like when you look at their forwards, like all right, David Silva Dilva is nine million forward, so that's just insane bad value. Not even considering him at all. Costa's nine million. He scored like three goals this season and isn't even nailed. Aspas 8.5, Rodrigo 7.5, those guys are also not nailed. So when I look at the forwards, I'm just like, okay, there's nothing there at all that I would consider like starting with any of these guys. Maybe Costa is nailed, and then we bring him in. And then you look at midfield, and you have Iniesta, Thiago, Busquets, who are all almost definitely going to make up the center of the pitch. All kind of like deeper playmaker, not really going to get too far forward and score many goals. And then there's Isco, who we have for basically the reason I'm going on this rant is because he's like one of the only midfielders in the game who's actually attacking and has a lot of goals in him. And he's one of the only attackers on Spain 
arguably the best team in the tournament who I think offers value and is like correctly priced or maybe underpriced even. Yeah, I mean, A5 is a pretty good deal for Isco, I think. Uh, the only thing is that he's not going to really be a captaincy option because he's competing for Suarez throughout yeah. so the entire group. So he loses value there. Yeah, he loses value there. But, I mean, yeah, I agree with everything you said. I think the real source of investment has to be in defense, even though they're premium. It's just they have the best defense in the tournament by miles. I mean, their yeah. entire back four is fantastic, and they have such a good spine in front. And they, they know each other well. and Busquets yeah, and Thiago. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they know each other well. They've been playing together forever. And, you know, Ramos, Pique in the middle. It's just, they're, I would be surprised if they let a goal up in a group stage. I, I mean, Portugal, um, they're by no means a prolific attack, attacking team. And Spain's defense is just so impressive to me. I think they're going to I mean, like, Aspil doesn't even start. Like. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it, their defense is serious business. So, I mean, we have Alba. Uh, we fucking Jordis love him so much. Love but I, I, we'll, we'll have to talk. I, I think we might need to get two there. I'm not yeah, sure. no, I'm, I'm totally open to getting to Spain defenders. Yeah. I think it's like, worth it. Like, Tagley, fuck me, I'm whoever the fuck put PK in for him is a little bit better. A Ramos and fucking mm. arm breaker, head butter, <laughs> elbow merchant, but he scores goals. Like, yeah. you know. Ramos, didn't we I mean, didn't we get Ramos over PK in Euros and then PK scored a yeah. goal in group yep. stage? Yep. Oh, that was great. Do that. great for oh, us. So maybe we should go PK and then Ramos. And then Ramos will so score, good. of course. Yeah. But yeah, Spain defense is so good. And then yeah, East Coast good shout. I, I, I agree. I think it's a tough one with forward. I've seen a Sensio on some teams. He's only six, um, but yeah. it, he seems far away from the 11. I, maybe he's going to start one game, like if they're t- given a rest in right. the third game of group, but I, I think it's a little too soon for him. Well, I feel like it's, it's possible that the forward amalgamation of Costa, Aspas, and Rodrigo like doesn't really flow well or feel good, and maybe... By the knockout stage, assuming Spain goes through, Asensio is like out of position forward or something like that. But starting with him, I, it just doesn't make much sense to me in a game where yeah, you can rotate substitutions. Like you, you want nailed guys. That's yeah, like I almost agree. the most important thing, I think. Yep, yeah, minutes minutes are good. Yeah, like I love Koke and Saul, but like I don't know. They're just probably yeah. not starting. So, yeah, I mean, Spain looks. Uh, Spain for me, we, they would be my pick to win the win the whole tournament. I absolutely love their team. I think they're fucking great. Um, yeah, the only Portugal, thing that I think is kind of sketch is like just not having like an out and out goal scorer. I'm using air quotes there that you can't see, but it's just like if Costa's been so bad for them and had kind of a bad season, and it's just. I don't know. Like maybe they just can't find something that works in center forward, false nine kind of thing that they do, and maybe they're just I don't know, sh- like yeah, struggle a know. tiny bit for goals compared to the other top teams. I'm not buying that. Yeah. I think Diego Diego's so good. Dog face yeah. when the when the stage is hot as you know he's yeah, gonna yeah. fucking yeah, do, he's all do he'll he'll do it all. Yeah. What do you see out of Portugal? So I love. Rafi Guerrero had him in Euros for a bit. Like, he's so fucking good. But you look at the rest of their defense and it's just fucking garbage. I mean, like, sure, fucking Cedric's fine. Um, but, like, Pepe is 90 years old. Alves is 95 years old. Font is horrible. And there's rumors that Diaz might start at center back. I don't know. I'm very, very sketched out by their defense, which makes Guerrero obviously. A lot less attractive at five five, even though their goalie's really good too. 
um, game week one Spain, so that they're really all of their players are bad picks for for the first match day. I would say. I don't know. They're just like bus merchants with bad center backs. So does that just mean they're really bad? I think they're horrible. I have no idea how they win Euros. I would not be surprised if they don't get out of group. If I were to pick it right now, I would pick that they do not get out of group. I think they yeah. could, one of those two teams are going to just shock someone because they're up there. They should lose to Spain. I mean, they have a bad team. Their midfield is just seems like the disjointed mass of players who don't fit together. They have some players that are too young and inexperienced, and they have some players that are too old and just fucking slow and bad. And they, and, they, they mean, have they a lot of talent. Like they have so many good like passers and good people good on the ball and all that stuff. It's just I don't know, they just they play so negatively, like just the most horrible team to watch. Like some of their Euros games in the knockout rounds were just like the most grueling, painful games of football to watch that they yeah. eked out one nil in the hundred 20th minute or whatever, but... Yeah, I mean, they're fucking Everton in disguise. Yeah, but but at, at Andre Silva is a big upgrade over, like, Ed Error. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. I don't know. They they could be fine. But, yeah, if I was a if I was going to bet on it, which I probably will, I'd probably <laughs> bet on them not advancing because you get such good odds on it because they're such a big name and they have Ronaldo that they're huge favorites to advance, even yeah. though... <laughs> They're starting against Spain, and Morocco's pretty fucking good, and Iran is not a walk, not a kick. I I just think it's going to be like Morocco three points, Portugal zero points, match day two, they face each other. I mean, if Morocco gets a draw, it's pretty much done and dusted there. Yeah, exactly. Maybe not. I mean, not exactly the goal difference, who knows, but... But but that's that's where the the match day three weird shit happens, where it's like, is Spain going to just rest their whole team in match day three? Therefore, you know, like get a point. They could get five points. Yeah, yeah, fine. In that case, I don't know. It's it's a weird. I don't thing, know. But, but anyway, I, I'm so down on Portugal. I fucking hate them, and I hope they crash and burn. This, did you this consider World Ronaldo for one second or no? Zero seconds. Yeah, twelve mil. It's dude. just. I mean, it's first of all, if you want to have Ronaldo or Messi, that's just so ridiculous. That's not a question. That's so obviously Messi. But you have to take into account the team they're playing for. Like you mentioned, I mean, they're just bus park merchants. Yeah, I cannot not emphasize be, that enough. Like, oh, it's it's insane. They yeah. do not they're play for Greece more than one goal games. Like they're yeah. Greece, but they're a little more tan. That's it. Yeah, they're they're a little more tan. I like that. But yeah, it's just ridiculous. Twelve. It's the name. I mean. Is he he's he's owned by seven percent of the te- the players. So I mean, Who? no one want Ronaldo. Oh wow! Yeah, normally he's like thirty percent, but yeah. like it's people are smarter than that. Like he's twelve, and you got players like Neymar and Messi who are on actually good teams who can score four goals a game. It's just a little bit of a mental well, case. Well, Argentina scoring four know. goals. Who knows? Maybe no, four dude, goals in the entire group stage. I don't know. No, no, two cities. I, they, they're, <laughs> no, they're, I, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah you know what I mean. Uh, anyway, but yeah, no, Ron, fucking fuck off, Ron. And the, their midfielders uh, are, wow, they're so low owned. I thought we were kind of being controversial here, but no, no, their highest owned midfielder is Bernardo Silva at four. Yeah, fucking eight million Jesus. for Bilva. That's an insane thing. How do you do that? You cannot do that. It's like East goes fuck point five more. It's like, come on. When was the last me? time Joao Matinho was even good? That's the real question. Yeah, I mean, actually, six years ago. Yeah, like on. he's he fucking. <laughs> come on, dude. When is he going to China for thirty million? That's that's yeah. got to happen soon. Um, so Morocco, very soupy. Um, unfortunately, just in a really fucking annoyingly tough group, but. Is there any? Are there any standouts that you like? Is there any reason to get any of their guys? 
No, I mean, you know, four or five defender, like when you're looking at the teams that have four or five defenders, you have to play fixtures first. And like, yes, they're organized and they're going to be difficult to break down. But when you have Spain and Portugal in the group, I mean, as much as we shot on Portugal, like when you're looking at other teams in the third seed and like, like the Colombia group, for example, like, you know, you have those three other teams are all kind of like, eh, like you don't know what's going to happen. But like, you know, Portugal's like better than. I mean, they have Ronaldo. Like that's yeah that no, automatically yeah, but, puts them on like a tier above like a bad team. Yeah. So I mean I think like Ziyech who you were mentioning yeah, earlier, he's but he's six. seven. He's, he's seven. seven million though. Yeah, like you're not seven. trying to spend seven million on an attacker on Morocco when they have two very hard fixtures in group. It's just not not a good move. So I've seen like some people who are absolutely planning to wild card after game week one, and they're going with oh, like that's they're going cool. with like. Because they play Iran first, and they were going with like three Morocco players and like two defenders, and they're like going all. And they, I think people are talking about using the bench boosts in match day one, and then and then wild carding before match day two or something. And they were just going like all in on a nil nil for so Morocco. You just get like or Ziyech, Belhonda, and like a or defender. You get two defenders, like the goalie, or yeah, I don't know some shit. But so, I mean, that's that's, that's something you can think about. That's kind of crazy. But, I mean, I love yeah. that first fixture. Like for a little bit of tinkering, I was doing. Um, Patricio, which is Portugal's goalie, and um, Munir, Morocco's goalie, just and Munir would start match day one against Iran, and then Patricio with two good fixtures in the other two. But it's not worth it, I don't think. But I do like trying to like exploit that that first good fixture. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So I mean, that's the thing. But other than that, I mean, we don't think we need to talk. And then yeah, Iran, I mean, he's I, on pens. He's got all the stats, everything. But yeah, it's just. Tough, dude. It's just tough. Yeah, I mean, Iran. I couldn't tell you fucking one player on their team. They have someone, one of their forwards is named Guchichenajad. It's just Guchichenajad. I don't know. It's just too nuts for me. Iran. I, I couldn't tell you anything about. It, so let's just skip that. Yeah, they have some. Uh, they have some guy that I wrote down, but I can't find it. But they're not going to score many goals. Yeah, the, if they get a if they get like a point, that'd be a good job by them. Good tournament by them. Yeah, I, I don't think they're gonna get a point. Um, yeah, that's C's, what they're going for, though, right? Yeah. So Group C is France's group, which is a fucking really interesting group. I actually love this group, but it's France, Australia, Peru, and Denmark. So I'll we'll start with France. I mean, they're obviously gonna walk the group because their their squad is just silly silly talk. But I think it's a similar thing we were talking about um, Spain. It's like. They, their midfield is Pogba and then a bunch of like DMs and then they have That's everyone garbage. who's good or fuck it's just a bunch of pile, it's a pile of shit I mean you're not paying nine for Pogba it's insane to do that I mean we all know how bad Pogba is a fantasy after and this year Pogba's the same it's price like, as Coutinho and point five more than Isco and same as yeah, Ericsson like it's a joke yeah so but so then you have like Greatsman at ten Mbappe at nine Drew he just got injured at nine and then like Lamar at eight. You know, Fakir, maybe yeah. someone like that emerges, but for starting your squad with them, you can't really go there. But I mean, Greatsman or Mbappe is like, feels really good to start with because they also are a team that you kind of need to cover yourself with captaincy, unless if you have Messi, I think. Because it's really like, other than Argentina and France, the days when those two groups are playing, there oh, isn't yeah. another like really standout attacker. I mean, it's like teams like Iceland, Peru, Denmark, Croatia, Nigeria. I like, mean, like I guess know, one of the Croatia wingers, but that's not even that's not like a good captain. No, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah, you could yeah. do some like cheeky shout, like Ooh, Ericsson has a good game, like this, like against you know Australia. But like you know, that's not like a reliable guy who you want to have in your in your stable to rotate on. So. 
Um, I mean, I think having Griezmann or Mbappe would be really nice if you can fit them, but they're expensive, you know? Yeah, they're really expensive. I mean, Griezmann was a fucking legend for us in Euros. That that brace when we captained him, golden boot, like, <sighs> fucking monster. That's, I absolutely love him. Getting true. him in seems that. great, but I do think Mbappe is a little, like, under flying a little bit under the radar. Like, he's so fucking good and absolutely nailed to either wing spot. Um I don't know. He just seems like great value for nine. I feel like under 10, like between like eight and 10 is like every forward that I'm really, really interested in, basically. Yeah. And the other thing with Mbappe versus Griezmann, like obviously I think Griezmann's a better pick, but I yeah. don't think he's a million better. I mean, Mbappe, I feel like anyone's going to score for France. It's like, like with Uruguay, they're not going to score a goal where Suarez or Cavani are not involved. Like, that'd be France. A freak goal. Yeah. It'd be yeah, a corner to Godin. Yeah. France has a lot of action, so I mean, it's really more of like we talked at the beginning of the season with like Liverpool, where there's four attackers and you don't know who's going to score, right. and you just pick one and hope they come in. And I feel like it's a little bit of that. So when that kind of happens, I like going with the cheaper guy. Yeah, and, and it's, it's like they're. I feel like they're kind of inconsistent with like formation and even selection. Like they could be four three three, they could be four four two sometimes. Like. Paul might play a deeper mid against the bus. He might play like as their attacking mid with Matuidi and Conte against a better team. Like they're very inconsistent, but Griezmann and Mbappe are are consistent amongst all that, you know. Yeah, and then I mean midfield, we're not talking about defense. I mean they're priced interestingly in defense. I mean they have some five five options with Sidibe yeah. and Mendy, Mendy both yeah. fullbacks. They still have lettuce hands in goal. So what do you? Th- <laughs> Think I'm a little down on France defense in terms of stacking them up against like Germany, Spain, Belgium, the other premium. Just because I think they're like like Peru. I think is a good team. They score. I mean Denmark scores goals. Like I mean Australia yeah, is an that, absolute dumpster fire. But that's a big part of it for me. It's like I just think Peru and Denmark are both like pretty fucking good teams. Like those are going to be. Sort of competitive games, even though France should still easily top the group, especially, you know, just they'll probably just murder Australia. But they've never really had a good defense in the last, like, I don't know, eight years or something, I feel like, France. They just are a little dicey, and we we know about Lloris, and I don't know. I like Umtiti and Varane, but they're they're both kind of the, like, weaker part of their club teams. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you're not getting Pique or Ramos. You're getting Umtiti and Varane. Like, they're both like good on the ball and, and stuff like that, but I'm not sure they're like the best defenders. And, yeah, I mean, we know about Pogba and his deficiencies in midfield, and sure, Conte makes up for a lot of it, but I don't know. I feel like France is happy to win a game like 3-1, Versus like yeah. Spain, which will just be like perfection, like three nil, like no scoring. The other team doesn't even get a shot off. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think you know you stick one in, you feel good about that. I yeah. also think if you're not going to plump for a premium dude up there, it's defensible to captain one of their defenders. I mean, against Australia, you know, you could come in with something lucky. Um, yeah, MTD's scored some and some friendlies recently and stuff. Yeah, is Mendy, I mean, is Mendy could, nailed? Like, is he even fit enough to be nailed? I don't know. That's the thing that's a little bit sketchy because I love Mendy and I think he's incredible, but I don't know. He barely played this whole season, so it seems a little weird that he would just be like straight in. 
Yeah, I'm not sure. I think they're trying to work his fitness towards being able to play, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I just feel like they're priced like a little bit too premium for like a sort of unproven defense with a shitty goalie. Yeah, it's like they're priced for their name and not. Yeah, what they're priced done. the same as like basically Spain, except they don't have an Alba. And it's just yeah. like, and Godin is 5'5, five five, who's just a billion times better than any of their defenders. And it's just, yeah. you know, it's just tough for me to, to follow that. Okay, and then I mean, let's skip Australia. They're, they're just bad. No one, no one to see there. But between Denmark and Peru, like there's some pretty decent shots there. What are you, what are you looking at? I mean, I think Eriksson is great. Like we said yeah. at the beginning, like there's not, there's very few midfielders who are actually like good attacking options in this game. They made most of the good attacking midfielders forwards. Eriksson is their main man times a million. He scores all of their fucking goals. Like. In the 19 games under this manager, is 15 goals. Like he, he doesn't play like he plays on Spurs. He plays like just he takes all of the shots and scores all of the goals. So it's like Bale for Wales, he just yeah, he's, it's like Bale. The team's exactly. built around him. It's yeah. just like free roll, middle of the pitch, do whatever you can to get on the ball and score. So that's good. Um, they have like some other good like young guys like like Sisto and Jorgensen and stuff. But I don't know. It's we're kind of, as of now, on the strategy of like a heavy forward line, light on midfield, heavy defense. So when I look at these forwards that are like like Jorgensen, like eight million, like yeah, he's pretty good and has good stats and stuff. But we're just not really like shopping in that bracket right now. So I kind of like overlook it, you know. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I mean, I think Denmark they have like a defender, Dalsgaard. He's four or five. I think he's nailed. I mean, if you're looking for a four or five guy, right? Tough kind yeah. of group, but you know, Australia they could. Could should and should clean them, and so maybe they get two. But I mean, you could do worse for four or five guys. And then I mean, Peru, I fucking love their striker, dude. I mean, if you get pop for for cocaine, <laughs> yeah, I didn't then, know about the cocaine shit. It makes oh, me like yeah. them a lot more. Very very spicy. It's just a little spice. Yeah. Uh, but he's seven five, and I mean, they have their other striker Farfan instead of the seven five Guerrero, the the cocaine. But Farfan seven also like very central, but like they've been they were so good in qualifying. Yeah, and they're, they're they're fucking good. I feel like they're like the biggest shout for like dark horse like team of the tournament just because like they haven't been in the tournament in so long and they are, like, play with a lot of swagger and like South American teams are always fun to root for and watch and they have know, some like, really really good guys too. Like yeah, I, I like them. But Weba the one is fucking amazing. He's one of the budget midfielders that I think is actually maybe like worth a spot. He's only six mil. And Flores at forward is like uh, they're like right winger I think, but he's come cuts in on his left foot and he like scores a fucking ton of goals around Guerrero. Like yeah, they they're good. Like. Love a cocaine merchant. Absolutely I love mean, a cocaine Guerrero merchant. I mean, Guerrero scored like one every three or one every two or something. He has so many. He scored so many goals. He scored so many goals for them. And this love is him. his last World Cup, right? He's old as uh, fuck. I, I'm, yeah, I think he's not young, but he's got that extra pep and extra boost of energy powder to help him when he needs it. So <laughs> yeah, he like, has his special tea, his concoction. Yeah. Yeah, you know, he wears like a little cross necklace he has. He got it from fucking Cruel Intentions to borrow that shit off of. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's 34, name? dude. Oh my yeah, God. He's, he's a so legend. good, dude. Absolute legend. I need to watch his, his movie. There's a biopic about him called Guerrero, the biggest it's opening like, of any film in Peru. 
It's just like about drug trafficking and shit. Probably, yeah. He's just the kingpin of Peru. But yeah, Peru's fucking good. I love it. It's them. a really, really cool group because uh, yeah, France will probably cruise, but Peru Denmark is a total coin flip. Like both yeah, of those teams are pretty fucking good and have guys. And like, I have no idea who's going to go through there. Yeah, me neither. But it'll be cool. And I, I, I like, I like both those teams. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, we are we doing idea. another group, dude? Maybe Ericsson is. Sort of, where like you were saying, like he could be a captaincy shot. Like if you wanted to not get a French player for some reason or whatever. Like I don't know, dude. He's he's such a different player for Denmark than he is for Spurs. It's crazy. I mean, like he he plays France in in match day two, so that's a nightmare. But I think against Peru in match day one is fine, and against Australia match day. Uh, sorry, against yeah, against Australia in match day three is great. And, no, they they play um, France in three. They have French oh, in two. Yeah, I mean we have. I think I mean, it's like, sort of reasonable. Like instead of Isco, who we're yeah, never going to catch. That's reasonable, I think. But then, but then, what the fuck do we have Mbappe for? Like you know, right? That, then that's we dumb. just have him because he's really, really good, and they're going to score a lot of goals. But maybe it's better spent going like. But I, Levin, like if that's Lewandowski the logic. or something, and covering that day, having a captain for that day. I don't know, but I'd rather have like Isco than Ericsson if I'm never captaining either, just because I think like yeah, they could score four goals and yeah, I mean, Spain's I mean, way maybe better they than score Denmark. one or two, but yeah, we're, we're, so we're, let's do the last group, Group D. All right, Group um, D is our last one for today. What yeah, the last one. There? So it's Argentina, Iceland, Croatia, Nigeria. I mean, let's just start with Argentina. We mentioned Messi, twelve mil, just ridiculous price. Uh, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't even look at him. I didn't. I didn't look at him either. It's just the problem is twelve million is just a ridiculous amount to spend on one player. It's it's where you're building a squad of fifteen. It's just crazy. Yeah, exactly. And, the squad of fifteen is why it's crazy. In FPL, you can do it and have four fives and whatever, but it's just rotating the captain th- is so key. Yeah. And the other thing is like you're saying, it's like when you can rotate captain, it puts so much less of an emphasis on having that like individual, like messy twelve million player, yeah, like the, the cane or whatever and yeah, or Salah. I mean, yeah. You have four chances to hit and you can have four guys who are really good and they're in the nine million range. But if you have Messi, then you're gonna have like you just compromise so much around the edges and it's just gonna make your overall team like so much worse. Like you can find a brace somewhere else. Like, yeah, if Messi braces, that's great, and that's why you got him and, and you stick captain on him. Right. But what do you do you if Messi that? just gets an assist and a clean or something? You know, or just an assist. Like then what? Yeah, like who are you yeah, captaining you, the next day? That's what yeah, I want. Yeah, you gotta know. twist. Um so aside from Messi, but like, you know, Argentina are a little bit of a a scary proposition. They're a mess. They're kind of a mess. They have, unfortunately, all their best players play the same position forward. Yeah. <laughs> it's like their their defense is terrifying. I don't know what you're up to with Tagliafico or whoever he is. I okay, this I is don't what I'm up want... to. Let me talk about their defense. So all right, all right. Because <laughs> their main center back is someone named Otamendi. Is he good? Yeah, he's kind of good to be honest. What? He's a nightmare, but you know. He's a psycho. Yeah, he's absolute a psycho. psychopath, dude. All right, tell me about their defense and why right, so one of their players is in our team right now. Wilfredo Caballero. <laughs> <laughs> they're going. Basically, I just think, like, like we were just saying with France, by name, they're all kind of getting like a 0.5 or a million boost to their prices because they're just really good and they're France and they're obviously going to go through and they're one of the tournament favorites, etc. Argentina's. Kind of in the same category, like 
They should easily go through the group. They're, a, you know, they're not as close to being favorites as someone like France, but they're up there. They're finalists in the last World Cup. Like, they obviously have a stacked team on paper going forward. They're, to me, all of their defenders are just way underpriced considering a pretty good group for them. They should dominate and definitely go through, like, similar to France, but probably an even easier group than France. And so, like, just basing it off of that and off of clean sheets, when I see, like, an attacking right back Mercado 5-5, attacking good left back Taglia Fucko, you know, at 5, like, that to me is just, like, value. Like, like people are going to get France's defenders at 6, and I think Argentina's at 5 are, like, just as good, if not better, going by the fixtures. Like, they should dominate just as hard, you know? And so that's the only reason why I was even, like, looking at them. I just feel like they're they're just underpriced. Like, that's it. I mean, they're not the names of Umtiti and Varane, but they're still going to dominate these games. They still have, like, Mascherano, who's probably going to be in midfield, and Otamendi is okay, and Cab's okay, and their fullbacks are fine. And, you know, I just feel like they're just, like, they're not top players in Europe, like France's, for example, but they're a really good team who's going to dominate their group. And so uh, that, that's the only reason why I was like, going there at all. I don't know. I don't, I don't agree. I think the group's a little bit tricky. I think all three of those fixtures are going to be tough games. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, I think Iceland, you know, you can't sleep on Iceland. We, let's, we're beyond that. I, they're, they're compact, organized. They're they're not going to roll over. Nigeria's up and coming. Croatia's a little bit of a mixed bag. You don't know what you're going to get, but they have a lot of skill players on their team as well. I'm scared about Argentina. I don't really feel too comfortable investing in any of their players. I don't wow, know what okay. they're. I just I don't know what they're going to do. I, I, have I am definitely sleeping on Iceland. Like they're fine, but I think like Argentina like easily handles them and probably keeps it clean. Iceland's just going to park a bus against them and like. Nigeria is okay, but like I think Argentina can handle them. I don't know. Croatia's good. No, again, I mean, I think it's an on paper thing. Like, yeah, but yeah, they've just, been like, playing like shit for sure. Yeah, they I mean, that's the thing. It's just like they haven't looked good, and there are so many other teams that do look good. And I mean, point five difference isn't going to be like okay, like let's get them for value. Like if I could have a five five defender on, you know, fucking Belgium, like I'll take that over Tagliafucco because you know they're. 50 million times a better team. So, mm. yeah, I just think they're yeah. just like weird. Like, yeah, they were obviously awful in qualifying, but like, I don't know. They made the final, like, last World yeah. Cup with like basically we'll the same squad. You know, it's like they're just, they're just good. Like, they're going to get it done. They're not fucking like, they're not Belgium. You know what I mean? In a good way. Yeah. Like, they're yeah, just going to get also, it done. But they also, like, last World Cup, you know, they had that one game where they needed a messy direct free and stoppage. They couldn't beat yeah. a bus. I think against. Iran, Iran, right? Or, Someone, but I mean, like, yeah, you know. Yeah, no, I know. They struggle you, for goals, for sure. Yeah, I mean, they struggle for goals, and, like, they're, especially Iceland, like, that's a really good defense, and they're gonna, they're a good butt. I don't know, dude. I'm it's just really not that, hard. I'm it's not just, into they're it. They're the type of team that everyone is kind of sleeping on because they were so fucking bad in qualifying. They barely made the World Cup, but they're fucking good. Like, they're obviously all right, all right. good. All like, right, they're enough, heavy, enough. heavy Vegas right. favorites to go through, you know? All right, fine, whatever, fine, fine, fine. But, um, no, but I, I know what you mean. I'm definitely not, like, 100% on Taglia Fucko. I just like saying that a lot. Yeah, it's, it's not, not fun to say. Yeah, Kuhn, um, Kuhn up top, Messi behind him. 
Yeah, Kuhn. Kuhn's pretty bad. Yeah. Um, I kind of, I always have been a little bit into Croatia. I think it's probably more the kit than the players, but they've got a lot of skill on the team. I mean, we saw what they did in, in Euros. You know, we have Perisic and Mandy and Modric, Rakitic. They have so many classy guys. I think the defense is decent. Good, good goalkeeper. I think they're going to get out of this group. Yeah, I think they're really good. I think the only thing they're really lacking is like a center forward that's not Mandzukic because, I don't know, everyone else around him I feel like is just like a, a step or two above him. Like, I love their midfield. I love Perisic and Kramerich. Like, those are great wingers who can score goals and stuff. And Mandzukic is just like a giant in the middle of that who like isn't that good on the ball and stuff. But And he's getting old, but... Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I totally agree. I think their yeah. their midfield's really fucking good, and um, you know, obviously led by by Modric and Rakitic, but they also have um, what's his name, Brozovic. Brozovic. Yeah, he's quality. He's sick, and they're just they're yeah. just really good. They're still the really main good. Problem, yeah, the main problem is they're just way too expensive. Yeah, like way too expensive. Yeah, Modric so is I, nine, and he should be like yeah. six. I can't see. Any real? I mean, I've seen some teams with um, fucking Lovren with Lovren because he's five. Yeah, that's a pretty good price, but he's not even one hundred percent nailed. Yeah, they. What do they have? Vita and who's the other guy that? Uh, Traluca Versalco is the right back. Versalco's the right back. I don't remember. Yedvai, but he was kind of like Lovren was in and out. I feel like he was like rotated, um, not one hundred percent nailed. But. Yeah, they're just they're too expensive. Um, and then I think also like Nigeria has been a little bit of a sleeper side, but God, it's so annoying with how they class all the good midfielders forward. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just like I mean, Perisic just... was so good for us in Euros, and Kramerich is like absolute gem goal scorer, and they're both just forwards. Like Perisic is the same price as Falcao. Like what? <laughs> how? Yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, and the same thing with Nigeria. Like Awobi's class is a forward. Um, I mean, Moses' class is a forward, so I, they don't yeah. have any real good shots. I mean, the goalkeeper is that teenager you mentioned at the beginning of the pod, Uzoho, was 4-0. I mean, he was third choice, but the other two I think are just dead. I, th- I think they're going to be fucking get destroyed. I think they're going to have zero points out of this group, actual. Yeah, it's weird with the pricing, too, of the forwards, because I've, everything that I've read, I'm far from like a Nigerian expert, but everything I've read and seen says that Igalo is definitely their starting forward, and he's cheaper than Iannaccio, Moses, and Musa, which is interesting. So maybe something there if you're going with like a budget third forward, maybe a six million Igalo is okay. We know he has that one move at Watford, and maybe yeah. he'll score some goals. But their midfield's, I, I, I think their midfield's pretty good. It's just like they're not going to like create with like Mikel, Indidian, or Nazi, but they're they're fucking like tough. Like they're yeah, those are like just tackling ball winners, you know. So yeah, they'll play on the break, but I, don't know. The break, I mean, but they're not like good. No, the group. I mean, the games for them are very challenging. I think those are really tough. Three really tough games for them, right? Because they rely on their center mid, and they're playing against Croatia in, in the first game, which is just yeah. a nightmare. Yeah, um, I think that's about it. Did we? Was there another team? Is there anyone on Iceland? I mean. No, Alfredson is four five and nailed. That's the best thing I can say about Iceland. Is he nailed? I think so. Yeah, he's like their their vet. I think. I was I was not sure if he was nailed. Yeah, if he's nailed, he's. I mean, him and fucking Guzman. 
And it's so good to have those four or five guys playing in the middle of the like days, so you could swap them out. When yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure they are. Yeah, it's like Gunnarsson and Halfredson in the middle, Goodmanson and Fuckmanson wide. <laughs> I can't remember their name. It's, it's very just, it's hard a, to look at. I get like a migraine every time I pull up their roster with I mean, all the it's just, too it's many 11, sons. 11 sons, one shram, and no doters. <laughs> the, the, the doters are in Women's World Cup. Oh, my God. Wait, is it? Yeah, it's 11 sons, right? Damn. In Euros, wasn't there one like non-son? That's, yeah, there's a guy named Shram. <laughs> F, he's, an, F, he's the only immigrant in the entire... F dot Shram. <laughs> poor he Shram. Must he, must get, pay, he might have picked oh, on so much in so elementary school and much, shit. So much. Oh, like, what's so your name much. again? He's like, Shram. They're like, Shram's son? And he's like, no. <laughs> no it's Shram. Shram, stop. <sighs> That's, That's how you know. Me. I mean, you want to know who's an immigrant? Just look at the phone book and anyone who's not son, it's just... Nightmare. Yeah, that's that's tough for them. Tough for them to. All adapt. right, we're this was a big time pod. I feel like we were going long and not long like that pod when we potted for five minutes. And I yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's a good hour shift we just put in on groups A through D. So I think on Tuesday night we'll be back and we'll do the same shit for groups E through H. But I mean, we're back, dude. Like, been on Slack all day. I'll be back on Twitter and stuff. So yeah, I mean, just. We're, we have a league. I'll post that everywhere. Join our league and shit. And I should probably put that at the beginning of the pod, but whatever. And uh, yeah, we'll send, we'll we'll figure out a prize for the league winner too. Yeah, right? we'll, we'll figure send out a prize, and maybe we'll just send do a mug or whatever the fuck. I don't know. Yeah, we'll do something. We'll do some shit. Yeah. Maybe we'll do like. Well, we'll talk about it later. We have things yeah. to talk about off camera. Yeah, we have a behind the scenes. And what are we doing about Slack? Because it's free for the summer now. So are we like just opening it up for people to fucking join and then we like maybe try and <clears throat> what are we doing? I don't know if we can do that. And then okay. we'd have to like kick everyone when it starts again or something. No, fuck that. We're that just like that. sounds very complicated. Yeah, we don't we don't have a secretary to manage that. Yeah, exactly. Like I don't want to keep five spreadsheets of like when you joined and like who to <laughs> ban from Slack and get all these randos in there and shit. God, I'm, that's why we're me and you, and it's not just me. Yeah. So oh, one, one. God, it's good to be back, though, dude. We're about to have a huge World Cup. Are we the exclusive fantasy World Cup FIFA McDonald's Upstanding Citizens Brigade pod? I, I have not followed. I'm sure our listeners will let us know, but I wonder if all of the other FBL pods are doing it or not, because... I feel like during Euros we were the only ones, but maybe we were a hundred percent the only pod. Yeah, doing like Euros everyone fantasy. was like, "Whoa, fantasy Euros! What the fuck? Like that's weird." But I don't know. Everyone copies everything we do usually, so they'll probably just <laughs> go ahead and do that again. Um, and we have our fucking. I can't wait to listen to our theme music. New theme music. Oh, new theme music. Yes, <sighs> Ari. Fucking good, good lad, good friend of the I mean, by this time, everyone heard it already. But so we're going to pod, we'll do the next group, and then we're going to try and pod like the day before yeah. the match day or something like yeah. that yeah, for, yeah, during the group. Right. And then, right. fine, a lot. I, you know, I fucking zone out when you do your housekeeping. I don't even listen at all. Well, yeah, you're showing that right now, and the fans are disappointed. No, cut this, cut this out, delete this. Okay, okay, okay. Um, <laughs> should I wrap it, I guess? Yeah, wrap it. Check us out at FMLFPL.com. Follow us on Twitter at FMLFPL. Support us at Patreon. Actually, don't support us at Patreon. It's shut down for the summer. Go fuck yourself. And cheers! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we're back, dude.